0: Today's sponsor is Vibration. Vibration provides designer hydration packs designed to make you look cool, keep your stuff safe, and stay hydrated at music festivals and events. Their holographic designs add to your festival ensemble. Make sure you get your pack using promo code BB Media Industries LLC to save 10% on your new pack on vibration.com. Oh, and one more thing. Free shipping on orders over $75. Hashtag life's a party. Stay hydrated. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Big news in this podcast world. Uh, This podcast can now be found on its own official website called Trending Topics with BB Podcast.com. Yes, it is a mouthful, but again, that is Trending Topics with BB Podcast.com. You can find all links to wherever platform you prefer to listen to this podcast, as well as social media. If you like our Facebook, Twitter, and just for those out there, the Instagram page is the same handle as the Twitter, which is TT with BB. And uh, speaking of finding this podcast, I am loving all of you out there that are new listeners that are spreading the word about this podcast. In fact, if you have lived a favorable rating or comment on iTunes or the Stitcher platform, I salute you. Uh, This podcast is a small potatoes podcast, but I enjoy talking to people of different industries or of the same industries about different or the same topics, as well as giving you my two cents whenever I deem necessary on the bonus episodes, which I call The Soapbox uh, so again, thank you so much for funding this podcast. Log on to trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com for any information and updates regarding this podcast. Now my guest on this episode is a fellow friend within the trance family. Yes, I'm a huge trance music fan. Uh, if you have listened to previous episodes uh, about that I've had on this podcast talking to people within the trance uh, family as well as well-known artists. Feel free to go back and listen; you will kind of get a little bit of a backstory. But this conversation was great because uh, this is a—I don't want to, for lack of better words, up-and-coming producer duo. But they—they've been around for a few years. I've been a fan of this duo. I've actually reviewed them on my other platform, my music blog, the Love of Music Project. I'm talking about the duo Sean and Xander. If you have not checked out their music, well, it's never too late. But one of, one half of this duo, Alex, uh, sat down with me to talk about trans music, his beginnings, and where he sees the scene continuing to grow in different cities. So without further ado, I'll give you my chat. With Alex Liu. Let's just start at the beginning, because we've been talking all day, but I like to start with people, how people got into trance, and why trance, because people may or may not know why I love trance, but everybody has their own story of who, and when, and how long. As you can tell, like, trans fans always talk about, oh, I've loved trance since this time. It's kind of funny. But, start with, like your story.
1: Well, I was always listening to like the radio growing up because that was like the prime primary method for people to discover music. And I think I heard some of the early like Paul Van Dyke records and Paul Oakenfold records and they really resonated with me. I was like, whoa, what like, what is going on here? There's, like, excellent melodies, but there's, like, synthesizers going on. And I, like, I loved synthesizers, like, growing up. I had, like, this little keyboard with, like, hundreds of, like, built-in sounds, basically, and I would play on it. And then I also grew up listening to, like, the the theme tracks of, like, Blade Runner, the Vangelist sounds. And so I heard these, um, I heard these tracks, like, these sounds, and... I discovered it was a genre of music, and I was like, "Whoa!" I had to find more records like these ones, because they they had so much soul in them, so much emotion, like the Southern Sun record, uh, even like, like Tiesto's, like Elements of Life, things like that, and um, I began searching for more and more electronic dance music, and... Then I discovered, oh, what I'm liking is now called trance. And I was like, okay. So then I started, like, Googling, like, what is trance? I don't even know if they had Google, like, back then. Actually, it was, like, ten years ago or something. Yeah. (laughs) So then I was, like, I found more and more records. And then, yeah, I found some early, like, Marcus Schultz records. And some early, like, Mike Push records. And I started looking for more and more it became like like a little side hobby you want like when when you find a record that just resonates with you and it clicks and it's something that can stay with you for a long time and that you absolutely love and I really got into that feeling Um, and then from there and there I just discovered more DJs more music and yeah my passion pretty much just grew from there
0: so, it's funny, because a lot of people say Paul Van Dyke, Paul and B.T., and Marcus, like, <laughs> uh, Tasta, all, we all name them. It's just funny how, it like, they, they have the longevity that they do. And do you think it's because they've stayed true to that, and they've found their sounds and their niche? Is that something that, like, in trance is different than other electronic dance music.
1: Well, I think it's pretty common for people to experiment with different sounds, obviously, even as an artist, um, I'm doing that. We're trying, we have, we have several different records out at several different tempos with uh, different sounds. Um, But yeah, I think that they, they obviously stay true to trance the whole time, which help maintain their fan base um, and you know ensured those fans that they were going to be on their side with the music that they produced and that they could trust that the things that they were going to come out with next would be trance and that brand recognition grew with those artists and so did their fan base basically
0: right so the next question is it's it's interesting because when we think dance music for me I guess for me dance music was trance but before trance like you mentioned that. Like a yeah. lot of us who have been listening to electronic dance music for most of our lives didn't really think of it as separate genres till kind of recently if you think about it. Like this is techno, this is electronica now this there's is... so many genres yeah. and subgenres. Subgenres. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that there's even subgenres within trance now. How it's like there's uplifting, there's vocal, there's euphoric, but they kinda all like why is there's why is everything so segmented now? Because trance was uplifting or whatever you want. I mean, music is subjective, so why do we have to have a name for every little change that has evolved over time? Because like I kind of had the same thing I found it When I In the late 90s I was in Oakland, and And everything And Paul And Marcus And it was still kind of Underground at the time Because Back then actually I found it by A local radio station But they don't have Those radio stations anymore, obviously So But it was never called Oh this is trance They would just play A record You know what I mean Yeah And it was What was Hip at the time so, why is it so segmented now and and that and kind of a two part or has that led to why we were talking earlier about how it's kind of a genre that implodes from within because everybody is so passionate about who they like and why they like it?
1: We kind of get stuck on one thing, yeah like, oh, I only listen to side trance, oh I only listen to uplifting trance, yeah, instead of like, I just listen to trance yeah i I really wish people would look at it more as like an overall genre like trance or like pop music or like rap but there are so many different styles of trance and I think that does go back to what I was saying is like how I was searching for records back in the day like trying to find new things that I really liked and really resonated with me well now there's so many people producing dance music compared to like even five years ago um, it's become so much more accessible that so many more records are coming out, and with classifications with like from b port um people searching for those tunes um the the genres now like might be able to help them find what they're looking for easier, but I think overall, yeah, it's not necessarily beneficial because like. If everyone could just unite under like one, like you were saying, just one genre, like trance, it would be a lot easier and more accessible for fans, I think.
0: Because it's confusing to me with this, I guess you, I mean, Armin said it on a state of trance multiple times, when he's had people on the phenomenon of side trance. If you look on B-port, it's a separate thing away from trance it's there's trance and then there's a side trance and i'm just like
1: yeah i don't don't get that
0: (laughs) so so i mean for people that are just slowly getting into any form or all forms of electronic dance music and they are wanting to find new music and maybe find classics and kind of really the whole thing when you make it under 50 different categories. It it's like I mean I understand evolution in music. Obviously, we all get sick of listening to the same thing over and over again, but why can't we I just to me it's just frustrating that it's creating this like we have to like we're not included if we don't like this side side trance or if we're you're you're something different if you like euphoric over cold harbor's dark sound. Or you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, yeah. it, it's. I guess I'm just re- I'm just sick of people just telling people what to listen to and what not to listen to. It becomes to. like pockets
1: or or groups of fans instead of like just overall being a trance fan. Yeah, they only like like maybe progressive trance, like maybe some slower tempo, like in Junis style trance. Yeah, and. But also, if you think about it, that music is a lot different than psych trance. There's different sounds, um, the arrangements are different. So, from that aspect, yeah, I can I can get it too. But that's that's one one of the unfortunate things about about this genre of music is there's it's set up in a way that can divide the scene with that mindset that oh, I only like this type of trance and. And the scene really needs the support from everyone to thrive. Because other genres of music have massive marketing power behind them, and they're on the radio all the time, and they're being pushed by the labels. But some uh, of these trance releases, they just don't have that marketing money behind them, like the huge music labels like Sony, things like that. So it really relies on the fans... To To make that music popular to, to go out and search for that music So Yeah I'm really hoping that they're, That divide Will obviously dwindle I've seen that happen In Seattle Now they used to talk about We have the Seattle Trance Family They used to talk about how Oh I only like You know Tech Trance no, no, I only like like slow progressive music, but now like through communication and networking and like building community on that on that fan page and at the venues and at the parties and at the shows, building community and avoiding negative talk, like they've really built something special and they've cultivated a, a thriving scene with like multiple shows flying in, like, world-famous DJs every week, and what they've done there is something that I would love to see spread all over, building that sense of community over trance, not just, like, one genre of trance.
0: Right, because, like we were talking earlier, people have their opinions now of Above and Beyond and the agenda label, and then they have their sub-label Deep that's more house, techno vibe, which is great. I mean, we all evolve and there's sounds that we... I mean, obviously, I'm not just a trans fan, but why do people have to point out to other people, oh, because they're considered this? It's like you put them in that category and they can't change, or they can't evolve, or they can't come from something and being that, I mean, I understand people are kind of saying that because Above and Beyond had their show, Trans Around the World, and then they switched it to Now It's Group Therapy, and then they play stuff that isn't necessarily specifically trans, but, there, why do certain people within the trans family have to say, have to point out to somebody, oh, that's house, that's not trans, or, or whatever i mean and instead of let that person decide what they like like i said music is subjective so why you know what i mean yeah i
1: wish i could answer that there's no there's no answer unfortunately yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, i mean that's just an example ago. i've heard it about many people fans right? that
1: are very very opinionated um Which is a good thing because that shows they're passionate about the music. So if they could bring that passion with the sense of community they'd be unstoppable. And instead of like saying to someone like, no you should only like trance you know, like tech trance psych trance maybe show them instead. That's That's what we do with our radio show Inspire. I named it Sean and I named it Inspire because we select tunes that are inspirational to us. That give us that feeling of, oh, I want to find the next trance record that sounds like this, you know, like I did back in the day. We find tunes that inspire us. And instead of like saying, no, you can only like this, we're saying, you know, check this out, you might like this. And we play everything on that show, like vocal trance, tech trance, uplifting trance, psych trance, slower progressive trance, that's the right mindset, I think, but obviously, this is a global scene, there's all kinds of
0: mindsets, right, yeah, so, we kind of skipped over it, so, that's how you, you spoke about how you found trance, so, leading up, so, what made you to say, you know, trans, I want to produce it, I want to make it, I want to, that, and how, how did you and Sean meet? Because I know you guys are Sean Xander, but maybe a lot of the listeners, well, this is the first time they're hearing about what you guys do, so. Right. So Sean
1: and I both went to Western Washington University, um, we're fellow Vikings, and that's up in Bellingham and Washington State, so we met together at school. And, you know, naturally following my passion for, for finding the next record, I got into DJing because I saw what they did live and I was like, wow, this is too cool. And then you take all the records that you like and then you're like, oh, I'm going to start mixing them together because it's so awesome. And then, um, you know, you got like one endless set of like music that you love. So that was like the natural progression from finding records was like mixing them together, the art of DJing. Um while on the other side my friend Sean was being trained classically as a musician and he had a program called Fruity Loops,
0: uh-huh. which is now
1: called FL Studio. Yeah. And uh, a mutual friend of ours was like, yo, Alex, you're into music. Uh yo, Sean's like really into music, you guys should like you guys should like link up. And then so we met each other and we're like, well, you know, I gave him a CD with, like, a bunch of tracks on I think it was, like, 2008 or something. Obviously, like, obvi- there's a lot of, like, Armin, Ferry Corsten, Marcus Schultz on there. And then he was like, oh, wow, this stuff is sick. So the natural progression was, you know, like, we would DJ some college parties together. And then we would meet up uh, and start messing around in an FL studio. That's the DAW we use. And you know we would be messing around with like synthesizers and and uh it's, it was rough to start like anybody you know producing music we're learning as we go there was little there was fewer videos on YouTube tutorials now that there are now, obviously, because this was quite a few years ago and um it just progressed from there, you know we played more like parties together. We would learn to produce, and we are the guys, basically, that instead of growing up and getting a safe job, we decided to continue to follow our passion for trance, and continue to produce, and
0: we followed that
1: passion all the way to... So as you met
0: I mean I haven't met Sean personally yet. Hopefully I will. But you mentioned he was classically trained. So was he like his degree was in music or some sort of music composition or Right, yeah. Okay. And what he's
1: what got What instruments is it? he's got three college degrees. Oh jeez. And I have two, so we have
0: I've one. <laughs> I'm the
1: <laughs> I was actually waiting a year um after I graduated, I was waiting an extra year for him to graduate so that we could st- step our producing up to the next level. But he got another degree in Chinese. So it was, what? <laughs> it was this guy. Hey, he's
0: insane. He okay, so but what stuff. instruments? I don't know. Maybe I can talk to him about it. But
1: right, I think he was in um, band back in the in day, like so many people. Yeah, and um, you know I'm gonna. I would need to double check with him and see how okay. much oh, well, he plays. It was just
0: interesting you mentioned that, because see, part of, I guess, part of my passion, if people don't know for music, is, yes, I, I played saxophone for at least 17 years, in into college. But I that wasn't my major. Um, that was just what I loved to do. I just grew up loving it. I, I first was dancer, and then I was in sports, and then I ended up Um, taking up, you know, music. But part of it is knowing, like, the music history of things. So I understand theory, and I understand that part. But I also, the other part of me loves the fact that people that don't study that and just create as well. Because I feel like both are great, but if you're classically trained, you have a different way of looking, things have to be lined up perfectly as opposed to someone who doesn't really know music theory, just knows what they can hear and what they like. Do you you find that you guys, is that why you guys complement each other? Because he comes from, like, theoretical composition. That's what he comes, and then you came from... Not that I'm saying that you haven't studied music theory, but I'm just, from what it sounds like, you had kind of a different approach to it.
1: Right, yeah. Growing up, I took piano lessons and had recitals like that but I was probably like seven eight and nine years old at the time and then after that I think I had like one or two music courses in college so I'm I'm not like trained to um like compose things with like all the perfect chord progressions that you know are are according to one specific scale and uh, I'm not classically trained but I think I know what sounds (laughs) good yeah and Sean is classically trained so I think of it like in the sense of like how I studied exercise science I know what it was like when I was working out with no uh, degree in exercise science so I just like did what felt right the exercises but then as I studied exercise science I was like well you need to do This many sets, this many reps, this much rest, you know, to achieve this physiological change, basically. And writing music is, like, very similar in the sense that you want to do, like, what feels right. But then also knowing what chord combinations can produce what sound and emotion is another skill set. So, yeah, bringing those things together i think is a win because they you approach it from different mindsets as well when when i learned exercise science like some some exercises to me became like maybe i don't want to do that exercise they became like not as good as they once were compared to this other thing if you're classically trained as well that might set those limitations up where you can only follow these specific rules. You have to follow the rules. Whereas if you don't have that background, you might make that decision that is like more out of the box. Right. I think both, both approaches are very important. I think it's important to know what you're doing. But I also think it's important to have few as possible limitations on
0: what you're doing. So, so you mentioned exercise science, is that one of your degrees? Yeah. What is your other
1: Uh, business management. Ah,
0: okay. So, I mean, like I I speak about, I mean, obviously, I guess people know that either you know or you don't know that I have like a media emphasis and my path is, is, is different, but you mentioned not having one of those traditional jobs, so... Do you think it's important that you guys are both pursued music in the way you have despite what we have to fall back on, right?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think it's a hard decision to make because it's the less safe route. Yeah. There's no guaranteed success, whereas if you work hard in a corporate position, you'll probably get a raise, whereas if you work hard as a musician, you might never get a record signed. So there's a lot of unknowns, so it's definitely not the safe route to go, but, and Sean agrees with me because we talked about this a lot, you only get one life, and we feel like it's most important if you use that One chance to follow what you're most passionate about. Otherwise, I'm not exactly sure what the whole point. (laughs) The point is, you only get one shot. Yeah. This is what we love. So this is really what we wanted to do.
0: Awesome. So let's kind of transition. I mean, that's kind of like your background. But we 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 were kind of talking about you. You mentioned trans family. So we talk about how global the trans family has gotten. How passionate we are as fans. Obviously. I I guess that leads to why people have opinions about what genre to listen to or who to listen to. So there's people have been saying that trance has been coming back for how many years now? Five years? Mm -hmm. I never to me it never left because I've been listening to trance for twenty years or something. Right. So why do you think that there's all it seems For a lot of people who are just getting into dance music or have been in other genres of dance music, they're either coming over, and people are like, oh, you're new, or it seems as if there's such a phenomenon and such because now there's the Dream State brand, and there's more trance in the U.S., and even though not that there wasn't before, but people are more noticing, it. I guess is the right word. Um, So how do you think... We as fans can continue to grow. I mean, we're talking. We talked about earlier how there's different scenes in different cities, and how we need to. How a lot of us are like really passionate, and we want to build it, but there needs to be kind of a mutual understanding to move forward.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, like when I was going to school, I always thought. You know, trance and dance music was more like European because it was way more popular, um, like over in Europe, especially like the UK, things like that. And then it started becoming slowly more popular here, especially with the um, the surge in EDM, which what we used to call was like all of dance music, but mm-hmm. now it's I call it like accessible dance music, yeah. if you will, what they play on the radio all the time. So that became much more popular, and so naturally, uh, trance got a little of that highlight as well because it's a genre of uh, electronic dance music. And yeah, that began to grow. I think what's really important to the success of the scene and to get new people in is like the approach of listening to music with an open mindset. Which is probably easier said than done. But, like, for example, when we used to host those early house parties, people hadn't, like, really heard of trance before. So they're like, oh, I want to listen to, like, hip-hop. You know, I want want this, I want that. But they never, like, just absorbed the environment of the room and kind of let the music take over them they never gave it a chance. So I feel like if if more people just gave the music a chance, you know, instead of just like having a predisposition about it just listen to it, they might like it. Same goes for probably anything, like trying a new food, you know. Uh, oh, I don't like this. So like, you never tried it. Just like give it a shot. And then Building that sense of community that I was talking about for before, before is going to be huge. Not you know giving an open mind to all subgenres of trance too, not just like
0: side trance or something like that. And do you think because um, a lot of people are newer to like trance, I guess just discovering it, it may be coming because they they were big fans of like. What is known it, as hard style, or drama bass, or techno, or whatever it may, other genre may be. So people want to ease them in by saying, oh, here, you like this side trance And then they're like, oh, that's all I listen to. Is, is it because they're coming from, they could be coming from another genre that's like it, I guess people have said? I mean, could be
1: could be yeah that's why i like i you know i like those old movie soundtracks with the synthesizers and maybe that's why trance resonated with me so well Chord progressions similar sounds things like that could be uh, if they like um drum and bass I like a particular genre it might
0: resonate more with them yeah cuz it just seems to me like a lot of people that are like oh well i like trance and my friends really into hard style but we're all going to this one festival and i want them to try it they're always like well maybe try this type and then is that the best way to ease people in or just let people discover for themselves i don't
1: know if there is the best way there's essentially like infinite ways now with the internet (laughs) yeah so you know podcasts obviously even like this one or radio shows that's how I found a lot of my the music that I liked was listening to the Global DJ broadcast or S State of Trance or Corson's Countdown or Global Elite Sessions things like that. That's how I discovered a lot of music I liked. So there's no right way. Now you now you have Spotify, um SoundCloud, there's Pandora, there's infinite ways. ways yeah. yeah. Going forward,
0: It's just it's just interesting cuz I mean, I've heard that we're... I've heard people say that trans fans are the most passionate. But maybe it's just me being that I'm part of it. I feel that, oh, why can't we all just like what we like instead of tell what each other... I mean, because music as a whole is subjective. I mean, not yeah. everybody's going to like what the next person likes. Right, very subjective. yeah. So, it's an art form, it's not, and some may say it's scientific as well, so...
1: Of course, there's specific elements of making music that make it trance, right? Instrumentation, the sounds used. Right. So,
0: as of, like, how do we, as a family, not tear each other apart? That's what I'm trying to get at.
1: Just make everyone feel as welcome as possible open mindedness and avoiding negativity is huge if people feel welcome they're probably more likely to you know give something a shot like if they're at the club for the first time and just hearing trance um they're they're going to stay longer if they feel like it's a great environment that's something i love about trance is cuz it the the scene and the environment of the shows is usually awesome because <laughs> those people aren't really passionate about the music that they listen to but yeah being welcoming avoiding negativity trying not to talk down at things you know I think that speaking negatively about something is not going to do you any good anyways but right. it's very pervasive for some reason
0: but are we living in a fine line between criticism and negativity though?
1: Um, the criticism is usually negative.
0: <laughs> so, there's no such thing as constructive criticism going into something
1: Absolutely, sexy? there would be constructive criticism.
0: But not like, oh, this just sucks, or but, "yeah, you stole this, or whatever. Right.
1: That's how, yeah, it's commonly phrased. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess. It's just, it's a, They're it's- not
1: like, I like this, but it might be done better if it was done like this. That's not usually how the
0: conversation. No, that's not really <laughs> not popular on the net. Um, it's just, it's funny because, so we, we were talking earlier about the difference between cities and families, and I I don't think it comes down to oh well they're L A and they're Hollywood of course you're gonna get a lot of shows but that's kind of how it's happened but again there the trans family in L A shows up. In droves. I mean, I've been to Avalon now multiple times. I've been to Exchange. Yeah. I've seen them show up whenever there's a trance. And it's not saying I'm going to show up, but really actually make it happen. It. I mean, how... I mean, we're in Phoenix, and we have our certain events here or there, but it's so few and far between. Is it... people? I just feel like people are like discouraged because they're like, oh. You know, it's either the same people they've seen or... They just don't think it's going to continue. So everybody's just like, well, I guess I've got to travel um, to whatever festival. And I'm not saying traveling is bad. I'm just saying not everybody can afford to travel. So yeah, of course. It's, it's kind of... I mean, we were talking about, you know, trying to figure out things for, for our scene here in Phoenix. But we've seen other successful trans families get things going in other cities. Like you mentioned Seattle. So what do you think going forward...
1: It's all based on passion. Seattle is, is very successful because there's passionate people, and they're connecting with each other. And they're building a sense of community with that passion. And they are doing the things like what we just talked about, like avoiding negativity. You know, they bring that up in the group, and they like, you know what? this has been a thing in the past like down talking certain types of music but you know what we're just gonna like avoid that so try not to do that here please and yeah they've done a great job of coming out to events even if it might not be their like favorite genre of trance but like just coming based on that community um that's what really really helped seeing that and there's now, there's a few key people that stood behind it and took the chance to book the events that made those opportunities possible for the community to grow behind. Like the Seattle Trance Alliance is one of those. They book shows at the underground every week in the sounds of trance, and people were able to use those events as, like, their home base, something, like, they, they found a home at, at this club, you know, every Friday night, and there they felt welcome, they felt community, they let the music, like, become the reason why they would go out, it's like, what everybody wants, if you're a fan of the genre of music, you want to be able to go somewhere or have the ability to go to a venue and have a great time. So, we can do that here by starting our own events and rallying people together and building a strong sense of community uh, around our our common interest, which is trance.
0: Right. See, because a lot of the complaints I hear sometimes there's issues I mean stemming from certain venues always being the same to be booked and then some people not liking those venues to because of where they're located that people that may not necessarily be a fan show up and then cause trouble so then the vibes aren't very mesh because You know, we're there as a trans family, but because, you know, it's part of a entertainment district in town that anybody can show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you want new people to show up so that your scene can
1: grow, so that those people can discover music. But absolutely, I know what you're talking about, how um, there might be individuals in the club that are, like, not passionate about music, but they're just there to, like, get wasted and they can subtract from a vibe. That's unavoidable, but you can only focus on the good and building that sense of community. And uh, I think if you get enough of those people in one area, that that will um, stand out versus like the random individuals who are just there to cause some trouble or get rowdy, something like that.
0: So going forward in building the scene, how do we get people from being only showing up to big names? I mean, if we could get local, I know there's been attempts, and we're still trying, where it's just local DJs who are passionate like yourself, who've been working on their stuff, or maybe they have released, released a couple tracks here or there. And they have an event, but people just really aren't showing up because they're not the big names that people recognize. How do you, how do you th- think we can combine what's going on in other cities for this scene? Because obviously I'm passionate about everybody getting a fair chance, so how can we prove to people that may not be known
1: Right, it's like a snowball yeah. that starts really small at the top of the hill. And you gotta get that thing rolling. And eventually, if you keep pushing it and keep pushing it, and people get behind it, the snowball will get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you'll have these massive events, which is what, what's happening in Seattle. So, here, you got a little tiny snowball at the top of the hill. People just need to know that they need to come out and support trance if they want any events at all that's that little tiny snowball the one event but you get a lot of people to come out for that one event well that thing will continue to roll maybe to the next event next weekend and you know those people show up again maybe there's an event next week instead of a month from now and so on and so forth but people just have to show up to support trance in general not just, like, one or two of their favorite DJs, but, like, if they want to see those DJs, they should be supporting the majority of, of DJs. Which is easier said than done. Um, You know, if you don't like something, you don't want to go out to it. But, I think people in Seattle went out more for, more than just, like, a DJ. They went out to, like, connect with their friends who share common interests too so that goes back to the thing about community we're saying it's not just the music they built a community too the community is based on the music so yeah they you know m- meeting new friends new, more networking together then all those people go to the show they might not necessarily have like the their most favorite musical experience where they'll be hanging out with, like, people that they like, too. Right. And then next time, you know, maybe they'll get a show that's their favorite DJ. And then hopefully fans of the other artists will come to that show and support.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, it's, I I guess, maybe myself, because I'm really passionate about it, but, I mean, I'm only one person. And so it's hard for me... It's been hard for me because I've been trying to help out, and I'm not the only one. Obviously, there is a group of us here, but again, people pick and choose what they want to support, even with what we have so little of here. And it's hard for me to. It's just been. I guess it's coming out that I'm kind of frustrated about it because I'm just happy that trance is booked, where I don't have to like travel get on a plane or hop in a car for five or more hours, you know what I mean? That's good. Yeah, so I just feel like we should, I mean, in reality Phoenix is now, I guess there was some list that came out, Phoenix, the greater Phoenix area is now like one of the six largest growing cities in the country. So I'm just saying we couldn't be, We we, we shouldn't hinder ourselves from growing. Because people travel to other cities to see stuff.
1: Something about those those West Coast scenes too is those are more like dense populated areas. So there's just naturally gonna be more trance fans per you know, know like square footage of an area. There's just more people there, basically. So the more people, the city. Uh, support like the more trans fans will be in there basically so yeah as Phoenix grows I'm certain the trance scene will grow but there's a way to to build those events so the people that are are here now that's so, like that strong community and, and networking
0: awesome so I know you're, you're you've been working on music and there's stuff that hasn't been released really sure. or You're working on stuff, but what if people haven't heard of you or work to do? Where where should we find you online?
1: That's a great question. We're actually just about to build a Sean and Xander website. Nice. But right now we are on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud. um, We're also on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify. Any of the major music outlets we're on. Uh, SoundCloud is a big one for us because we're able to post our weekly radio show there. So there is literally over 87 hours of trance music on our SoundCloud alone. Nice. Yeah, you can go back and listen to every radio show we've ever made. So you can... Go to one playlist and click play, and you'll have 87 hours of nonstop music. So that's a pretty big one for us. Uh, we're also on Twitter, et cetera. But, uh, my music partner's calling me right now. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: I'll answer after. Oh, awesome. Well, I just wanted to just sit down and chat. We've been talking about chatting about this, and um, uh beginning of a new year means like trying to work on my podcast more. But um I just wanted to chat about trans and with somebody who is passionate like myself. I mean, I'm not the only one that I've had on my podcast that is trans related, but it just it's fun because, um I, it just like anything, to other people it could sound as a totally different language. But it's nice just to sit down and talk about something that I found that helps and inspiring so thanks for joining me yeah thank you for having me today's sponsor is audible.com who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash trending topics with